Hey, Jake Dune, I was just thinking... Oh, you're so right. Region Unlocked is an awesome podcast about two friends separated, one in Indiana, one in Japan, keeping in touch by talking about old video games. You're right. People do need to listen to this awesome episode. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2. everyone welcome back to region unlocked again we're excited to be back with all of you talking about more video game amazing stuff i am jake jake i don't know if your intro was exciting enough oh goodness gravy all right all right hold on let, let me get myself mentally prepared <clears throat> yeah first thing in the morning for you you're, this is your yeah, first yeah. conversation of the day yeah i've forgotten how to speak <laughs> <laughs> okay Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Region Unlocked. This is an awesome time to talk about video games, and I'm excited to be here with my awesome friend, Cameron. By the way, my name's Jake. How's it going, Cameron? <gasps> it's great, Jake. That was an excellent intro. Thank you very much. Oh, oh thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks. You know, I got to just get out of that morning blues sometimes. Yeah, I understand. I've yeah. got the nighttime blues right now. It's tough. We got this, man. We're, we're going to get through this together. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, back to Region Unlocked. Before we get into it, uh, I just want to throw out an announcement real quick. So, Jake and I, we've been putting in a lot of work to get to work on Season 2. But now that school has been back in full swing, it's been kind of hard to keep it up every single week to the point where we're now really falling behind. So we are going to take a mid-season break. So this is the finale for now. Uh, and Jake and I are going to continue to keep meeting and recording episodes in advance, but uh, you will not hear from us again until probably next year. So we're going to take two months off just to plan and, and do a really good job with that. But Jake, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Um... Never mind. This question I was about to ask you. No, no, I'll, I'll ask you. So okay, sin okay. since this is the end and we're about, when people hear this, it's November. Yeah. Or no, it's still the end of October. doesn't it's matter. It's pretty close to November. Yeah. So, it, whatever. <laughs> the, the point is you've been in Japan for just about a year now. Yeah. And holy cow. And what, what's changed? What stayed the same? How, how's this year gone for you in a, in a nutshell oh my wow that is a loaded question but i'm going to answer it as concisely as i possibly can um the biggest thing that's changed is pretty obvious around the world right now uh it's <laughs> sure. very difficult to get into japan right now so i kind of feel like uh, maybe i should stay here a little bit longer you know I'm, I'm really enjoying myself to be honest this is a fun place to live and it i think it suits my personality well yeah um and it's fun to learn about this whole other culture that I've been spending so much time studying for all these years. Uh, and it's been really, really good delving into the video game side of things because that's a super strong culture over here. Absolutely. But I'd say the biggest thing that's changed for me, beside from my surroundings and this whole uh, you know crazy world pandemic thing, is I feel a lot more, I don't know, independent and confident in my language abilities. <laughs> oh, nice. And I guess, 
you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel happy, I suppose. Awesome. That's good. I know it, it can be hard being so far away from where you grew up and all that. And mm. it's, it's good to know that you're still enjoying it. Yeah. And it is hard. It, it really is hard being so far away, but you know, just take the good stuff in your life and, and run with it. Have as much fun with it as you can. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned it being hard to get into Japan. So if you were to visit, would you be allowed, like if you came back here for Christmas, for example, could you get back into Japan? Uh, good question. They've changed some stuff recently and I could get back in if I wanted to go, but it would be complicated. I would have to submit a, um, a plan basically to the, uh, to the wherever. I don't know if it's the government or something, but it has to state very clearly if I were to get, you know, the virus or whatever, uh, there would be problems. And as soon as I would be able to come back to Japan, I wouldn't be able to take public transportation. I'd have all these limitations. Oh, but dang. if, yeah, if you've got residency here, then you can come back in. It's just complicated. Um, but right now there are no tourist visas to my knowledge that are being issued. Oof. It's it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a good thing to risk, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I, and I understand. Um, I'm glad things are going well. Yeah. So, before we move on, I, I do kind of want to rush the intro a little bit because I'm guessing this is going to, this episode's going to go longer than normal. So, before <laughs> we get started, uh, what's what's your update in video games? What kind of gaming have you done recently? Oh, my video game update. Well, uh, surprisingly enough, I've been playing a bit of Animal Crossing recently. Oh. Mm-hmm. Such a great little game. And you're talking about the one on Switch? Yeah, the one on Switch. <laughs> okay. I, before we start, I meant to check our, our hours or how much time we have played. I might get up and go <laughs> check all of our time played here in a minute. But uh, yeah. that'll, that'll be interesting <laughs> to compare. <laughs> so just Animal Crossing? Just Animal Crossing recently. No, yeah. No Wind Waker? I'm tired of asking No you, Wind Jake. Waker. I haven't found that one yet. I, I have been actively looking. looking, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, I don't I believe know. that game's that hard to find. It probably isn't, but maybe I'm just uh, not a good video game looker. Well, you are a looker. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that one's cool. <laughs> nah. Oh, wait, that one's cool, too. Why was I here again? Yeah. That's probably right. Well, we'll or maybe you just can't read the boxes. You're not as good at Japanese as you lead on. I will admit, it does take a little bit longer to read those boxes than a standard <laughs> English box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That, that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so me, I've had a big week in gaming, and I could talk about this for, for too long, so I'll make it quick. But the Oculus Quest 2 came out and i know Ooh. you and i had briefly we talked about vr and like i don't know how how life-changing it could be and holy cow i was so excited for this and the mm -hmm. whole week leading up to it i had it on pre-order i just it, it had me thinking of as as a kid again of just like super looking forward to this new console coming out to this brand new mm -hmm. experience and i gotta say it does not disappoint it is mm. so much fun. It is super immersive. I took it over to Mark's today, and he just played some putt-putt golf on it, and he was blown away. 
Like he, <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a cheap gimmick when he brought it over, but I think I'm made a believer out of him too, and he's going to get one at some point. That's but pretty cool. It's awesome. It is just the the Quest Two. It's starts at three hundred dollars, so it's this awesome entry price that many people can get their hands on, and mm. for VR has been so gated by price for such a long time where the original oculus was you know like six hundred dollars plus the the Mm -hmm. vive or the valve index is like still eight hundred dollars it's insane so again yeah i could we i could do a whole episode going on about how much i love it Mm. but uh i just i'll just say i highly recommend it to anyone listening vr is finally here and affordable and it is so much fun that sounds amazing Wow. Now I'm quite tempted to go and check this out. Do it. I mean, that's that's one thing that really sucks about it, though, is you can't watch videos of VR and be like, yeah, that looks cool. It's like you can only experience it. Like, what am I trying to say? It's was, uh, it like puts you in there when you yeah, move, I mean, like, it moves, I can't, that kind of I thing. I can't tell you how fun it is. Like, the only way for you to know is to actually try it. And, that, and that's part of why it's so hard for people to get on board because – they yeah. have no experience with it. You just you have to have hands-on experience or it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. now finally, I gotcha. hopefully, more people will start to uh, learn that. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. It sounds really cool. I, I, I want to check this out now, like genuinely. <laughs> cool. All right, let's take just a real quick break and then we will start with our awesome Animal Crossing conversation. We're back, and uh, like I said, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing, but uh, Animal Crossing is not just important to Jake and myself, but it's also been one of the very few games that I get to enjoy with my wife. So, everyone, uh, give a very warm welcome back to the one and only Lindsay Noonan! Hello! Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so excited. Well, you thanks for being be. here. <laughs> it's going to be great. Love Animal Crossing. <laughs> I know you do. So actually, before we start, I, I went and grabbed my Switch so I could check everyone's times on uh, New Horizons. Oh, I'm going to blow you guys away. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have 210 hours. Jake, you have 205 hours. He joined later Ooh. than we did. Yes, he he's definitely been playing more than I have. <laughs> but I'm betting my town's still nicer than yours. Probably wow. is. And wow, Lindsay those are has, strong words. What, hold on, what did I just say? You had 205, I had 210? Yeah. Lindsay has 425 hours. Yeah, Whoa. I do. <laughs> I love you, Horizons. Wow. Wow. Well, good. I'm glad you like it so much because it was an expensive gift. Yes. I have the <laughs> Animal Crossing edition of the Nintendo Switch, and it is beautiful. That's true. It's very pretty. I'm jealous. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's great. Wow. All right. So let's go ahead and kick it off with the history of this game. So, Jake, you actually have experience with the history of this game because it actually came out first on the N64 called yes animal forest and in japanese yes. how would you uh pronounce that 
In Japanese, that would be Dobutsu no Mori. And that's the, that's the title that all the games carry in Japan. Dobutsu no Mori and then the specific title of each game. Right. So, yeah, it's Animal Forest over here. And I first saw that in the Nintendo Power where Animal Crossing was announced. It was called Animal Forest because at the time it was not even on the GameCube. Right. It's just like, oh, this interesting new game in Japan. And honestly, when you look at that game for the first time after all the games I had been playing, it could not have looked less interesting. Just <laughs> a bunch of little animated animals just walking around. And I'm like, what is this? Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, the Nintendo 64 edition had an internal clock. Uh, and I was able to find that game in pretty good condition, too, for wow. the N64 over here. Um, I just haven't been able to pop it in yet. I mean, not oh, that I'd haven't. really get into it. Uh, nope. I was hoping to ask you about any differences or any things you've experienced. Nope, nope. I haven't played it yet. Haven't been able to, to be honest. <laughs> so does that, the N64 version only exists in Japan? There's not an American version? Yeah, only in Japan. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yep. And then it was ported straight over to the GameCube. I was wanting to ask you... Because so when this game was first designed, they were planning it for the N64 disk drive because the disk mm. drive had an internal clock. And that, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know, that's what makes this game. It's one of the biggest selling points is the fact that it follows the real world clock. When it's five o'clock yeah. here, it's five o'clock in Animal Crossing when and it follows our seasons. And it's really cool and realistic that way. So they had that big idea for the disk drive the disk drive flopped so then they were able to put a battery powered clock into the n64 cartridge because there's no internal clock on an n64 and yeah. i'm curious if you go try to play that like how how does that clock has it held up because it came out in japan on the n64 april 14th of 2001 so does it still have mm -hmm. a does it have a 19 year old battery in it that's still trying to power this clock or is it corrupted well you know i wonder because i thought about that too it'd probably be you know held up in the same way that the internal one for the gamecube has held up because there's an internal clock in the gamecube and that's almost as old too true but that's not battery powered what, is it what's it powered by it must be because i remember unplugging my gamecube when i was really really young and like I wanted to see if it would keep the same time after unplugging it, and it did. That's a good point. I did. I guess I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking it's powered by the cube itself, but you're right. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's still working well. Maybe. Or maybe. I mean, I assume it is because all, like, I guess all save files on cartridges are battery powered anyway. Mm hmm. So, if you replaced a battery in a cart, you're going to lose all your saves anyway. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's an N64 game that was then ported to the GameCube uh, in Japan mm. later that year, actually, it, just in yep. December. So it came out in April, then they ported it in December. Then it didn't come out in America till September of 2002, so nearly a year later. Mm -hmm. And I first saw this and thought, wow, those graphics are terrible. <laughs> How is this a GameCube game? Yeah, I thought the same thing. 
but I mean, it's just an N64 game that was ported to the GameCube. Nothing special was done to it. So speaking of, like, I guess our first impressions, what was everyone's initial thoughts when they first saw this game? Well, I actually, I had it described to me over the phone with, um, I reached had close family friends who lived in Wisconsin, and just having it described to you, it sounded so bizarre. Like, I did not trust that it was a good game. I was picturing something like The Sims, but with, like, animals walking around on two legs, and it just, I was like, no, this is stupid. Um, and then when I finally played the game in person, just thought it was adorable and instantly loved it and wanted to have my own copy. Nice. Uh, so back to you, Jake, what was your first impressions of this game? Well, my first impressions when I read it in Nintendo Power were pretty low. I was like, what is this? And then, uh, not too much longer after that, I picked up some of those free sample DVDs at GameStop. Ooh. And I popped them in and I thought there was a, that was the coolest thing in the world, watching these games on my DVD player. And uh, there were a bunch of previews for Animal Crossing. And so they're telling me about this game, like, oh, design your house, design your neighborhood, meet new friends. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, I can live my own life in another world. And that, that <laughs> was the coolest thing in the world. So at that point I was like, hey mom, I want this game for my birthday. And lo and behold, the rest is history. Nice. Yeah. So for me, do you guys rem remember the commercials for this game? I don't. Uh, the ones where they were like dressed in the giant costumes. Yes. So I remember <laughs> I, I just see this playing on the TVs at Target a lot where it's basically this big parody of the real world on MTV. And it's like all these people living together in one house. And yeah, it's just them in these big like mascot costumes of like the Animal Crossing player characters and it's just, it is so super cheesy. <laughs> I remember that just like on loop at Target while I was playing a... That's a, so funny. Maybe I saw them and just didn't realize what it was, but I don't remember these. <laughs> it definitely didn't quite suit the game. No. Here's the true story. Of four friends picked to live in a video game. And find out what happens when they stop being themselves. And start being someone else. Animal, Animal Crossing for Nintendo GameCube. Today I was like, let's redecorate the house. And I was like... Maybe we should buy some furniture first. Nice outfit. Where'd you get it? A garbage dump? Uh, yeah. Welcome to Animal Crossing, the live game that's happening every minute of every day, whether you're playing or not. Winter's coming soon. Should I make pants for that? Ready to eat for everyone. I remember when I first got this game and I told you about it because every so often we'd call for like three hours at a time. Oh, so it was described to me too. Yeah, I told you about it. And you said, yeah, that game doesn't sound very fun. And I was really angry inside, like, this game is amazing. You don't understand. But I couldn't just, I couldn't just really say that, you know? Sorry. Sorry, I didn't believe you. It's definitely it's a game okay. you have to see, which hopefully it sounds cool on a podcast. I mean, not even a game to see. So my actual first impression with this is I had this epic 13th birthday party where we rented like a party room at a hotel. And so we had a bunch Ooh. of people all staying the night at this hotel. And we spent most of the night playing 007. We had GameCubes and TVs. But then one kid, he takes a break from 007 and pops in Animal Crossing. So it's this huge group of 13-year-old boys who see this other kid playing a game of cute little animals with bad graphics and terrible dialogue sounds. 
And so we just lay into him, mocking him for playing this game. I was like, what is this kid's crap you are playing right now? Like, get, put 007 back in. What are you doing? And because of that, I think we all just decided uh, we're going to hate this game. And then uh, just randomly, one summer day, uh, fun thing, uh, me and my friends across the street, Cal and Andrew, we would ride our bikes to town, go to Family Video, get a game. And we just decided to get Animal Crossing once, and then we were hooked on it. It is very addicting once you start. Thank you, understood. (laughs) Just what the hype was about. (laughs) So, let's get into what is the game and uh, why it's so great. Or not so great. Let's let's pull it apart. So, who would like to describe in their own words, what Animal Crossing is. Um, Well, I can go ahead. So it it opens up and you just have a view of a train so you don't see your character, just like what they're looking at. And you have a conversation with a cute little cat named Rover. And it's revealed that you are moving to a new town. You don't have a house or even really like know much about where you're going. And so you're just embarking on this new stage of your life. And yeah, you're just this this little funny looking human character and you're moving to a town that's just filled with animals and it's all about building your life there and having uh, little friendships with the animals and helping them out. And yeah, that's about it. Okay. So what would you say like the main gameplay is? Um, It's a lot of like paying rent, earning money to pay off your bills, like getting rid of debt is a huge part of it, um, which seems kind of looking into the future of being millennials. We had no idea that was going to be the rest of our lives. (laughs) So yeah, just to to echo what she said, the the game is, is paying off your debt with, I guess there's like, sure there's tasks you can do for animals, but then the, I guess the three main goals are to catch fish catch bugs and find fossils that are buried around your uh, town yeah yep and find paintings and paintings which suck (laughs) (laughs) and to decorate your house and make it bigger collect furniture yeah 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 that's probably the most fun i think agreed it's a good synopsis yes well done so what what was so good about this? What what was your favorite parts about Animal Crossing? I don't know. I mean, I definitely did like earning things for myself and like making my house look really cool. Um, I was, oh gosh, probably like fifth grade when I played this, you know, not independent in any way. So I think there were a lot of games like this geared towards us. Like Sims is the really obvious one, just about independent living um so i don't know i think our, our age just found that really attractive hmm <laughs> how how old were you when you first played this so fifth grade is about about 10 years old okay yeah i definitely get the whole i guess just wanting to live on your own and, and like decorate your house and stuff like that yeah uh, i think because i think i was probably thir- oh well probably 14 actually when i played this so quite a bit older when it comes to 14 versus 10 year olds yeah <laughs> yeah this this game taught me about how life was supposed to work initially <laughs> and what it's like to li- be independent and i think i just really liked it because 
it made me feel rich. It made me feel like, oh, I'm an important person in my town. Everyone looks up to me. Look at me. I'm so awesome. It's uh, also a game that's just like filled with secrets. So it was just really fun discovering things. Like even catching a new fish or a new bug was really exciting. Um, the game yeah. is just filled with Easter eggs. Um, in the GameCube one, you even get little NES games you can play. It's like little mini games. That's right. um, so yeah, I just love all yeah. of the Easter eggs and secrets that you can discover in the game. Yeah, yeah. I like how high the stakes were when it came to conversations with the villagers, to be <laughs> honest. They? What well, do you in, mean? in the in the original Animal Crossing, the villagers like spoke with a purpose. Like the conversations were real; they were long, they were meaningful. In the more modern Animal Crossings, are pretty like you know quick and pointless and, and pointless. But like, if you said the wrong thing, your villager would move away, or they'd get really angry, or they'd say something very hurtful to you. They were mean in the GameCube. Those little yeah. animals—they were so cute. And then um, Cameron <laughs> and I played it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so much meaner than I realized. They—they <laughs> they are. So and when I was like researching facts today, that's one thing that came up is that the GameCube one a lot of the animals were like just randomly more hostile towards you. Even the ones that were not like the grumpy animals, they just like snapped at you a lot and they've yeah. since faded that away. And even a lot of the voices are a lot more harsh and like sharp in mm. the original version. And they've since softened them. Yes, they have. More, uh, um, well, actually that kind of reminds me of like a fun fact that I came across while researching for this. Um, so Rosetti was a character that was around. It's, it's Resetti. Resetti. Why did I say Rosetti? Yeah, Resetti. <laughs> um, oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he was around if you turned off your GameCube and it didn't save your data and he would yell at you. And as the games progressed, he was, you know, less part of the game because we have like auto save on the Switch. Um, but actually, that's not the reason for why Nintendo started pulling him out of the games. Um, he does not test well with young female demographic at all. Um, apparently, he makes young Japanese girls cry with how harsh she is. Oh. <laughs> so Nintendo Yikes. started pulling him out. Cause even in like New Leaf, he's not really that big a part of it anymore. Um, so it's not because of the technology. It's actually because he was kind of scary. He was like, yeah, I always hated, especially because sometimes it was just an accident where you forgot to uh -huh. save, or maybe the power went out and you come back in, and he's just there to like all caps scream at you it would take yeah. so long too for those conversations to end like that was like five minutes i'm yelling <laughs> at you and like yep. sometimes you would have to bring bring up the the keyboard and you'd have to like type out an apology to him like you'd have to type exactly yep. what he told you oh i forgot about that <laughs> oh they were personal attacks too he would he would <laughs> attack you personally he's teaching us some respect though oh i guess <laughs> yeah T teaching us how to conform to the ways of everything. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark. It was a lot darker back then. I guess it uh, it helped you realize how crazy people were in real life in the yes. old Ma Animal Crossing. Maybe that's why we're better as millennials, as like Lindsay said, because we had Rossetti teaching us how to be responsible. <laughs> Maybe. Wow, that's I deep. I give Harry Potter any credit for why millennials are the way we are, though. So that's a different podcast. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up was that this Animal Crossing, out of 
all the Animal Crossings, and let me count in my head, uh, five. So there's five Animal Crossings. Hmm. This one has the best music and in all of them. Hmm. That's true. And I can't quite describe it. I don't know. It just it has so much more personality, or maybe because it was the first one, it just sticks with us better. Hmm. But just like the main theme when you're when you boot it up is so great the hourly music is really great yeah and uh it was created by oh shoot i don't know his first name but totaka is okay he's a very popular nintendo musician and if you've ever heard the term totaka's song it's kind of it's a very well-known easter egg throughout a bunch of nintendo games so uh-huh. totaka he wrote this song which honestly i d- I don't understand what's so uh, great about it because I don't think it's that cool. But anyway, uh, (laughs) let me throw that in right here. So here's Totaka's song. So this song is hidden as Easter eggs in a whole bunch of different Nintendo games. It's in Luigi's Mansion, it's in Mario Kart, it's in a bunch of Zeldas, and I I don't know really why. I think just because he works so closely with a bunch of those songs, or those games. Mm. But uh, he also does the music for, like, the Mii channels on the Wii. Okay. And after I learned that, I was like, oh, that that makes sense. Because I think, like, the Mii channel music does seem like it could be an animal crossing like they're very <laughs> they, they're very parallel okay <laughs> In, very interesting but the music is rather good on this it game is. let's be honest well, the seasonal music was so good too like the gamecube one yeah. has like little christmas sound effects with it mm-hmm. um anyway speaking of the composer which um his first name is I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly, but Kazumi Totaka, is that correct, Jake? Mm. Yes. Um, but actually, K.K. Slider is based on the composer. Yes. So K.K. Yeah. Slider yep. is a, a cute little dog with a guitar, and he plays music on um, Saturdays in the game every week. And um, in the Japanese version, I'm sure Jake knows this, but K.K. is known as Toda K.K., which is homage to the composer. Yep. You're That's right. cool. Yep. Yeah. And let's talk about how all those songs transferred through all the games, too. Yeah, they did. Like well, the what same do you mean? songs. I mean, some Most of, of them. them. Uh, definitely all, all of the like songs you can play on your CD player and stuff, like all those transferred. Yeah, yeah. But, but like the, the ambient music is oh, one yeah, of the well, kind. Yeah, the, the ambient music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, Which, that's what I'm talking each about. Game. Okay, okay. Well, on a slightly related note, the, <laughs> the the songs that you can play in your CD player from KK are the same. So yeah. they've held up very well. They have. Next thing I wanted to bring up is, like Lindsay said, 
a few weeks ago we booted this back up on the gamecube to uh to stir up some memories and i was immediately blown away with how empty this game actually is (laughs) and (laughs) there is not much to do it's basically just like i said fishing catching bugs talking to neighbors and looking for those those fossils i guess picking fruit but the insane lack of customization i was just i was blown away it's like how did we entertain ourselves with this game (laughs) for so long we didn't know any better that's true we didn't we didn't know how much better it could get and it's funny because nintendo over these five games has just gradually gradually given us slightly better (laughs) things each game instead of making instead of making strides but anyway Mm -hmm. that being said with so little to do what were your favorite parts your favorite things to keep you busy in this game (laughs) um well definitely that's where like decorating the house would come in handy um it took a while to accumulate furniture because you can only buy a few pieces a day and then like animals would give you some if you did little chores for them um definitely like decorating my house that was the only thing you could customize so i definitely had a lot of fun with that um my little brother and i would we do like themes. We had like a gym at one point and hmm. a bathroom with like a million toilets in it. And, you know, <laughs> things like that. It was like the room requirement, you know, fill the toilet. <laughs> Got to have those. Those are important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Decorating was what filled most of my time. But when I wasn't decorating or redecorating, I should say, I was walking very slowly through the whole island, not island, but the whole, you know, land. Village, yeah. Village. (laughs) And I figured if I walk slower, I'll appreciate things more. Like, (laughs) oh, there's that tree. Oh, there's that hole with the pitfall in it. Don't step on that. (laughs) And I do the same with my island, too, with the Game Boy Advance. I would just walk around it and talk to the one person who lived on it. (laughs) And I thought that was entertaining. I know. Honestly, <laughs> I've not really spent much time in real life fishing, like very little part of my life, but I've spent several hours fishing in virtual games. <laughs> I've got a lot of time in Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> definitely my main thing was fishing. I didn't, I didn't care about bugs in that one at all. Me for either. For some reason. Mm. I think they were just harder to find. Yeah in the original but fish like you could always count on fish being there Mm -hmm. and that was my main strategy for making money is we would just go down to the beach and just try to fill our pockets with red snappers and barred knife jaws yep yep and now that i think about it how many ocean fish even were there was it just those two sea bass and the colicanth or however you pronounce it so yeah i I don't remember if the horse mackerel was around or not wow what a bare bones game yeah there were other ones i remember catching the ocean sunfish in that game what no i don't think so the the fin sticking out of the water wasn't around until the ds but but did that have to happen for the ocean sunfish? I hope this isn't like the Mandela effect. I think, but I could have sworn. <laughs> I could have sworn. I'll have to look it up. Don't worry, I'm looking it up right now. All right. So, in the ocean, we've got barred knife jaw, the colacanth, the, 
they're even better. Or is it Coelocanth? I, I have no idea how you say it. The Red Snapper, the Sea Bass. Yep, that's it. There's only four. Wow. Wow. Very, very All fun. right, well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But to go, like I said, we, this was our strategy. When I say we, I'm talking, of course, about, again, my neighbors across the street, Cal and Andrew. This, so this was a not a non-multiplayer game that I actually enjoyed playing with them a lot. So what we would do is I would just go over there with uh, my GameCube and we'd set up a smaller TV right next to their TV and we'd just both play our villages together at the same time. Mm. And I remember just like a nice, no, not a nice summer day. It was a rainy summer day. And it was raining in both of our villages while we were playing and just like how relaxing and chill that day was. Like, I really enjoyed how social I was with that game, even though you can't actually socialize in that game, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not a multiplayer game. But I the same way. And cool. My brother and I only had one GameCube, so we couldn't do that setup. But we always shared that game so well and just enjoyed watching the other person play. And all of my memory is... Um, of Animal Crossing, like my brother's involved in, which is just yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a lot of fun sharing that game together, and that's part of why I love it so much. That's yeah, awesome. Same here. That was maybe the last time I was super, super close with my siblings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe not the last time, but I remember just being <laughs> close with them. <laughs> well, so that, that actually makes me think, now that we're talking about it, is that this is actually a very social game because... I guess it's only as good as like you can show off and mm-hmm. that was constantly what you're doing is you're trying to show people it's like oh look at look at my place look at my island and you're just like comparing to each other it's like I've got this much debt paid off and because of this as I'm thinking back city folk on the Wii I barely touched and I only rented it and it's because I didn't know anyone else who who played it oh and it just wasn't really satisfying to keep to myself. I gotcha. Yeah. Because, yeah, you do put a lot of time into it. Like, you want to show off to people. And even, like, we would play in a living room a lot. If my mom, like, happened to walk through, we were like, Mom, 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 look, look what we built. Look at our house. Like, we loved showing anybody. <laughs> yep. It was a social time. It was uh, it, it was a way to feel social without truly being social. Because it's a <laughs> video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. I've got some good news and bad news. The bad news is this episode is over. But the good news is uh, it was such a fun conversation that it went pretty long and I have to cut it in half. So this isn't the mid-season finale like I previously said. Instead, you get one more next week. So hopefully you enjoyed this Animal Crossing chat so far. Thank you, Lindsay, for being here. And uh, as always, my name's Cameron. Have an awesome, nerdy week. Bye.